And cue music. Everything's dying. You know, they say even concrete is withering away from the toxins right now. If you can believe that, that's hardcore. Even the even the metals are, are, are falling apart right now because of what's going on in the ozone. I think it's just another facet of my insanity. It's personal experiences and it's what life is like in, in our um, everyday world. There's a lot of stuff that has to deal with death. A lot of people don't like that, but to me, without death, life would be meaningless. Ted, now, if I die, you can have my Megadeth collection. But dude, we're already dead! Ugh. Episode 30 of A-Sides, man. We did it. We hit like a, I think it's like a milestone, right? Milestone for us. I figured with my attention span, I would have quit and gave up after five episodes. <laughs> yeah. But here I am, sticking it out. Cracking a bottle of uh, two limon. So, yeah. Celebrating episode 30 with some Megadeth beer and talking about Megadeth. And these were twist off, by the way, Andy. Oh, they were? Yeah, it's all I'm right. I'm a little wimpy bitch. <laughs> I, thought they, I just assumed they would be, uh, you'd need an opener, so. Yeah, it's all fancy like that. These like do the get foil. a lot of head on them. So, yeah, so today. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Megadeth, and we're going to be drinking Megadeth beer. Yeah, because I think we talked about this before, like last year, doing Megadeth. It's and been the in the works, yeah. So we can say Daniel Decay, I guess, because then you're like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah, I don't think my kids got the memo to shut the fuck up because we're recording down here. <laughs> what the hell? Do I have to go up there and just yell at them? Like, they're so loud. Oh, man, they didn't make a noise all morning. Oh, well. Oh well. Well, yeah. listeners, if you don't like the sounds of my kids' voice, it's some ambiance. Well, I'm with you half the time. Ambiance. As for this episode, if you'd like to fire away, top five Megadeth albums, top ten songs. Hell yeah. Well, I'm pretty excited. I had you know this was harder than I thought it would be. Not so much for the albums. The albums, I, I went back and forth on a couple things, but the songs. It was like, God damn, how do I just pick 10? Like, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to decide on my top 10. Like, it was really hard because I'd make my 10 and then I'd go, ah, well, fuck, but there's that one. And then there's that one. So I feel like, honestly, and I didn't do it. I didn't write down honorable mentions, but I felt like it would have been super easy to write down another five honorable mentions. And same with the albums. I feel like there's two that I had a really hard time like, I wanted to text you and be like, dude, can we just make a top ten? Because I can't. Like, I just didn't. There was two albums I didn't want to leave out because they're so fucking badass. Hmm. Well, that, well, now I'm intrigued, so. It would have been, I feel like with my album picks, it would have probably been a bit more interesting if we ranked every album. Oh, really? Even though there's a handful of them that just would have been at the end. No questions asked. Like, yeah, just, they're not, there's yeah. nothing special. But, but we can get into that later because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to ruin anything. Uh. So then do you want to start off the um, with the songs then? Yeah. So I'll kick this thing off. So my number 10 song was 99 Ways to Die. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that your number 10? No. Oh. But, but like I was hoping that we would get to like talk about it a lot. So. Yeah. I had a feeling you might have that one on yours <laughs> just because I know, I think I know the era of Megadeth. That I think. And the thing is about that is like, 
That song is fucking awesome. Maybe some of my favorite albums didn't come out of that. Well, I don't want to say too much. I'm going to fuck this up. But they had they kind of hit a stride in the early mid 90s there and had some really good songs. Like some of their best songs I yeah. felt like came out of that era, even though maybe necessarily some of the albums during that stretch didn't live up to some other stuff, but we can get into all those details later. But no, I love that song. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, it was hard to put it that low on my list. I think part of the reason I did it was because I had a feeling it was on your list and I just wanted to fucking beat you to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. But <laughs> no, I, I have a really strong feeling that there's two, maybe three on here that we're going to probably... I know of uh, one, like right off the bat. I'll just say it. Well, I'll just wait to oh. get to it. Oh, okay. Don't ruin it. Yeah. It's going to go in order. All right. The people, they don't, they're on the edge of their seats right now. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But I kind of am, because like, I thought I knew what you would have. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. Well, how about your number 10? My number 10 is one that, like, uh, it's one that I never really gave a shit about, but this album uh, got reissued on vinyl last year, I guess. Or not reissued on vinyl, but for the first time. I think you. Um, even picked up the CD, but it's from the World Needs a Hero, and it's called War Horse. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. That one. song never stood out to me before, like at all. Uh, like I like the album, but I don't. It's like I think it's like Recipe for Hate. Uh, dot dot dot. Like War Horse. Uh, okay. And when it starts out, it's some kind of almost like like I. In Is it head, towards I, the end because the last few songs. It's like are right that. in the middle, I think. Okay. Because it's got two. Um, LPs and I, uh, so I think it's side three or side C, okay. or something. But it kind of starts out with something where I almost think it's like heavy metal, flight of the bumblebee. It's like, and then he goes into almost some kind of weird spoken word thing, and then there's some kind of Spanishy guitar, and then I think when it hits that warhorse part, it just boom like full octane or something. I don't hmm. know. Like I like how it kind of like because that's, I think how I wrote it off before. I'm like. Well, this song sounds stupid. He's just kind of like talking, and then yeah. I don't know. It just kicked my ass when I uh, huh. put it on the turntable. I guess last year. Yeah, because I went back and revisited that one. I mean, obviously going through all these albums just to make sure I wasn't going to miss anything yeah. and to give everything a chance and give everything a chance yeah. to stand back out. When I bought the reissue last year, I was kind of surprised. Like ah, I did kind of write this album off, and it is better than I thought. But there still wasn't going back again this time around. I was like, nah, there's nothing that stands out. Oh, because I think we actually talked about it. It wasn't because this was before the podcast thing because it came out like a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Because they put out that one and the system has failed. Right. And I think we were talking about it and you're like, yeah, there's some stupid song in there that the a thousand times thing goodbye or and he's talking yeah. to that girl and he's like, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds of, like a bunch of like answering <laughs> machine messages yeah. or something. That one is irritating as shit. It's like, like the that hook's kind of good. It's not love. But... Where he's like, it's not love, and he's like talking to that lady. It's rattled the table. But Andy's getting crazy. I'm getting fired up because it's Megadeth. I took a second sip, sip of Megadeth beer, and well, that's all I got about Warhorse. Just that I don't know. It's just a cool sounding song, so I'm like have to give it a mention on here. Well, my number nine. You should have put 99 Ways to Die at number nine. Yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. that clever, Andy. My number nine is no other than a Tulemon. Oh, nice. And whatever the fuck else he says. Yeah. Um, Jean-Mapel. I think that's one of the most 
even though I know it was a hit. And they recorded it twice, and I don't even hate the second version of yeah, it. Yeah, I actually like the second version a little bit more. I mean, it was when I bought that album, I remember it kind of being like, oh, why'd they do that? But then I listened to it, and I was like, that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. And that Christina Scabia chick, she's got a cool voice anyhow, and she adds to it. I mean, it was like, I didn't hate it, you know? I liked it, Yeah. surprisingly. It wasn't even that I don't hate it. I like that version. I don't think I like it more than the original. I had... Uh, um, the second version on my list, but I threw it out. Yeah. So it was a tough one, man. I had like, like I said, man, I easily could have like five more honorable mentions on here, and I'm just gonna not go down because we'd be here all fucking day. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, that just to me is one of their most underappreciated, like, because it's probably their catchiest song. I mean, yeah. it's just catchy as fuck. And so I had to give. Uh, you know, I kind of had to just give it credit because I tend to lean more towards some of the thrashier stuff and old yeah. school stuff with them. Because I don't think that he, when he tries to write something too catchy, I don't think it always ends up being a good thing. Like Moto Psycho. Yeah, I mean, he's had like a lot of turds. And yeah, that one was the reason I wrote that album off in the first place. Yeah, because that was such a turd of a single. Actually, the song is like, I even listened to that again on the way over here. And the song is cool. I like that song. I just don't like the Moto Psycho. It's like it gets really cool, but then the chorus sucks. Even the yeah. pre-chorus is kind of cool. Where he's like, got no place to be, hit the road or something like that. And it's got some cool little like drum and groove to it. But then right. it's just, Moto Psycho. I'm like, eh, yeah. skip that part. Yeah, it seemed pretty... Uh watered down once it gets to the yeah. chorus on that but yeah i just think that song is uh you know it's just catchy as shit yeah. i mean it's one that was on the list and then i took it off the list and then yeah. i put it back on so i think jim glass even said how i went around and gave you guys beer like did like a little beer thing yeah. during the pandemic your beer drop-offs he uh he said that that's a um, was his favorite megadeth song yeah so. well there you go Jim and I, well, it's not my number one, I guess, yeah. but, but you still have at least have list. the appreciation. I didn't even have yeah. it on my list, so. I was surprised. That was one I thought maybe you'd have on your list, like, but. It almost. There's was. a lot of fucking songs, yeah. though, man. Yeah, sure. So anyhow, Andrew, what is your number nine? My number nine, it's probably pretty low compared to where you would have it, or I think most people would, but it's Hangar 18. Hmm. I don't want to spoil anything, but that actually didn't make my list, and that was one oh, that I shit. went back and forth on a lot. Because I do like that song, but then... Yeah, like that song, though, I just feel like it's basically just like... He kind of has a few lyrics to it, but it's basically like guitar solo on top of guitar solo on top of guitar solo, right. and it just keeps going, so it's like... I don't know. No, that's great, man. Yeah. I, like I said, that definitely is one that would have been like my, uh, you know, my honorable mentions. It was so hard to, you know, <coughs> take this down to number ten to take it down to ten songs. I mean, I just struggled. So, but I can't argue with that one. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. So we're on to number eight now, mm -hmm. and you know, this was another one that. I, it's like I had it on my list and then didn't have it on my list, and then I thought, okay, it just has to be on my list because it's like one of their catchiest early on tunes, and that's Peace Cells. 
So well, that's also my number eight. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You had that. You had that grin like I knew it was coming. I mean, that's just like a. It was the MTV News little bomb, 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 bomb thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get it in my. I mean, I can get it in my head, but not well enough to, you know, execute singing the bass line. Yeah. But it's just such a great. The lyrics are so. It's like David is prime of writing like his snotty satire, like <laughs> yeah. you know, political shit. I mean, he just was really good at it back then, and those lyrics still just crack me up. You know. Um. Yeah. Because even. Even yesterday, like when I was actually walking up to work, uh, I got there five minutes early and like everybody else was already there and all their cars were there. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, man. I thought I was getting to work early, but everybody else is early. And then I was like, well, like his like lying about like, uh, like, what do you mean? I can't get to work on time. Got nothing better to do. <laughs> right. I was like they got nothing better to do. They beat me to work. Right. <laughs> now there's a good, uh, that's a lot of great lyrics, yeah. man. I was like, what do you mean I don't support the system? I go to court when I have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Or somebody's like, what do you think, I'm broke? Like, I forget what he's saying. But oh, like, yeah, what do you mean I don't... Uh, or that's the line. I'm jumbling them up. Yeah. yeah, what do you mean I don't support the system? Why do you think I'm broke or something like that? Fuck, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny but they're how all he, funny it, as shit. It's just funny how he's all... It almost reminds me of, like, um, you know, Jim Gaffigan's, like, comedy bits where he'll say something and he'll have that voice that's like some old lady voice that's like, oh, really? Where he kind of mocks what he says. Oh, yeah. It's basically that in a song where he's saying something and then he kind of mocks what he's right. saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun song, man. Yeah. So no arguing with you on that one. I That was another one I suspected we might. But still, we the people, right? <laughs> 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 well, and it's just funny because I just think about everything going on right now, and there's some lines in that where it's just kind of like I'll, I'll see something on Facebook or on the news, and then I'll like <laughs> yeah, think about have, one of those lines, you, just have you know? Voice in your yeah. <laughs> so if there's a new way, I'll be the first in line, but it better work this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's I think that that's how a lot of people are feeling probably right now. Yeah. Like, um, so moving on. Since we both agreed on that one. Yeah. Yeah, like that made it easy. <laughs> yeah. So my number seven, and this actually pertains, I guess, back to your number nine. Because oh. this one, were, it was these two kind of going back and forth, I think, between, you know, different songs on uh, Rust and Peace. But I settled on Tornado of Souls. I thought you might have... Be have that one I did not have that one you did not have that one you had a smirk thought maybe you were gonna say ah oh, shit that's I mine how how I said I threw away my list last night and I just crumpled up through it in the trash I kinda wanted to throw that on there or find a spot for it yeah well that was one that I went back and forth on you know I feel like I feel like the first half of this list like everything else I feel like was pretty solid but I feel like Everything else, I just... Except 99 Ways to Die. Originally, that was further up my list. Mm. So really, that one... Maybe I technically should have ranked it higher just because I knew that that yeah. one was, like, for sure, like, going to make it. But, you know, I, I just feel like 7 through 
seven, eight, and nine. It was just like there was those three, and then there was like another six that I just was yeah. like, "Fuck, I can't make up my mind." Yeah, I mean, because some of them, it's like, do I really like this better than this song? Probably not. I probably technically like them the same. Like if I made this list three months from now, you know, it may only have a handful of them that would be the same. Yeah, because my top, like, six were, like, the same. Every time, like, I made this list, like, three months ago or something, I don't know. And it's, like, every time I did it, the top six were always the top six. Yeah. You're number seven, right? My number seven is actually one that I did cross off. I crossed something off. And it was, the one I crossed off was also on Rest in Peace. But the one I added is Kick the Chair from System Has Failed. Just because, like, I like that album a lot, but then I really bonded with Daniel Decay over that. So I'm like, all right, it's staying on here. Because I was kind of back and forth on where that would fall. That's a solid-ass record, man. So anything off that I'm not going to argue with. Especially the first half of it. Like, it just comes out with a bang. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll have more to say on that maybe later. Stay tuned. (laughs) Or keep listening. See, people, that's what you call foreshadowing. (laughs) <laughs> um. Well, shit, man. Okay. I guess number six. We're moving on through this. Yeah, we are kind of pounding through this, but that's okay. We get to the uh, we get to the albums. I feel like. Yeah. There's more to go into. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about songs too much, unless it reminds you of your, you know, great aunt Lily that. Oh, you, well, I have an uncle story. I have an uncle story. Oh, well, see, at least you got an uncle story. See, I don't have any stories with these songs. Uh-huh. I don't think. Maybe I should have thought a little deeper on this, but... Um, well, okay, so my number six is from Countdown to Extinction, hmm. and it's Architecture of Aggression. Oh. I have always loved that song. So much so, I do have a story. Here's a story. Okay. I was a little 14-year-old asshole trying to learn to play guitar. And you wanted to be an architect? And I had, and I wanted to be an architect. But I was too aggressive, they told me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so instead, I picked up the guitar... And no, actually, my cousin gave me this Countdown to Extinction songbook. And it's so funny looking back to think that I had barely been playing guitar and I was trying to play these songs. But I did start learning some of them, none of the solos ever, because I just sucked. (laughs) You want to be an architect? (laughs) (laughs) But but this song was like always my favorite once I figured the riff out. You know, it was just like this cool riff because for the most part, like, Sweating Bullets and uh, Symphony of Destruction I picked up pretty easily. But again, like if I had recordings of how sh- shitty I was playing them back then, I probably really wasn't playing them as good as I thought, you know. But when you're first yeah. learning, man, like if you even, if it remotely sounds like the song, you're like, fuck, man, I did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was Megadeth. So I thought it was the coolest shit in the world. But th- but I just remember learning this riff, the, you know, and thinking like, I was the shit, like I really thought. And so maybe that's why that's always stuck with me, but it, I've just always thought that was a super cool song because, I don't know, it just represents, you know, Megadeth in their prime so much because it had just this really badass aggressive riff. <laughs> aggressive riff, you know, <laughs> no pun intended there, but... Uh, and then a hook, like the the chorus is really catchy too. Like yeah. it kind of goes into you know kind of this more melodic, kind of uh, singy songy hooky thing. Yeah, man, I'm full of words today. 
That was descriptive if I've ever heard it. But anyhow, yeah, man. So I that that's one that instantly popped in my head. Like that's definitely you know making the list. So yeah, because that's a good album. It's hard to argue with that album. I mean, so anyhow, Andrew, your number six. Mine is going to be one that uh, I don't know if I'll get some flack for it or not, well, but I dig the song a lot. It is. Uh, Dude, if you say insomnia, uh, it's from, <laughs> it is. It's from that uh, fucking record, no, though, isn't it? No, it's you. Uh, use the man from Cryptic uh, Writing. No, I actually like that song. Yeah, because I like how it how it builds, and then especially like I already like the song anyways, and I had the right. song in my list, but I think on my phone I went. And um, even though I have the system has failed on vinyl, uh, that reissue has a live version of Use the Man, where they have Time from Risk, which that was a close one being on my list, too, is that Time. It's like Time 1 and Time 2 or something like that. I, I hate that record so I like much. those songs, though. <laughs> like, it's a good uh, thing. But they do the acoustic uh, Time 1, then it goes into the acoustic Use the Man, and then when they hit that chorus, it's like, boom, and they, like, fucking rock it out. So that hmm. live version actually made it sound. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely on my list because that live version. Hmm. But, I don't know. I ain't going to I mean, dude, I'm not a huge fan. And one little story with that, too, is that's actually one of the first Megadeth songs I can remember hearing because there was something where I think Pizza Hut might have had some kind of promotion where if you bought a pizza or something, you could go online with a code and I think you could download some oh, songs. Oh, yeah, where you make your own CD, like yeah, they mail it to you. Yeah, you make your own mixtape almost. And they mailed it to you, yeah. yeah. I, but I didn't know a lot of the bands, so I think I picked Use the Man, Trust, Higher Ground from Chili Peppers, and something else, some other band just to throw right. it on. But that's funny, you remember that. I do, because I yeah. did the same thing. Except it would, there was like no metal on it because really like I think I already well like I already had I had cryptic writings on mm. CD right when it came out I bought it and oh, so okay. I, if I remember correctly it was like it was a lot of like weeds. the only rock that was on there I already owned and so I basically mine was like it was a, I, I'm not even gonna say what one of them I can remember what one of them was I really can't remember what the others were but it was like basically. Just guilty pop pleasures. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm just gonna admit it, man. That fucking "Kiss Me" song, the Sixpence None the Richer tune. Oh, really? Okay. I, that was one that was on there because I was like, God damn it, I do like that song, but there's no way I'm gonna get caught dead buying that. Yeah, because it was album. before you could do the 99. Uh, cent yeah, you iTunes couldn't buy. Download. You had to go buy this the CDs. Was like 98 or 99 or something. Yeah, like that. no. So I, yeah. So yeah, but that's no the shame, only no shame. But that's man. the only one I can remember. Yeah. And you know what? I still love that fucking song. So fuck you, people. Yeah. Sure, it's a metal episode. We're talking about Megadeth, but I still like that fucking song. Hey, well, that's funny that you had kind of had that same little thing with that mix. I did. I remember it very well. But yeah. It came and it was like a solid white label, and it had like the little Pizza Hut logo, and then it just listed the songs on it. Yeah. Knowing me, because I don't ever fucking throw anything away, it's probably somewhere. So. One thing I hate, though, about um, the reissues or whatever is like the Use the Man on Cryptic Writings. Had some, they took some little 50s song where it's like, needles and pins. Yeah. Would they take it out or something? And it goes into that song. Well, then when I think they remastered it, 
I think it was when I started buying Megadeth CDs in 04, they were all these reissues or like remasters with bonus tracks. Right. That they took that out and it just goes right. I know what you're the, talking about because I don't have the remaster. Oh. Okay. I still have the original version. So. Oh, you got the good version. Then. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that. Yeah. I can't remember who sings that song. Like one of those like Tommy James and the Shandells yeah, or whatever. From yeah. The I know what you're talking about though. Hmm. It's a great song too. Well, then, but, then I had that on there then. I won't, probably won't get a lot of shit for it then. I think that's I kind of a good song, like honestly. And honestly, going back listening to Cryptic Writings, it didn't hold up for me. Like, when it came yeah. out, I really liked it, but it's very dated and it doesn't hold up as an entire album. But that was the one song that I still thought was kind of cool. Oh, cause see, I thought if like, you had anything from that album, I thought you'd have like She Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, that probably is another favorite okay. off there. Those are like the only two I still. But you know what? That one didn't hold up as much either. I, I remember liking it a lot when it came out, and I was like, "Eh." I like about yeah, like half the album, but the other half is like, Ugh. dude, it's like Metallica's load. Mm. It's like listening to that record. Except no, I don't even think it's like that. It's almost like Risk. Early Risk. There's like some. <laughs> Like metal songs, but then you could kind of tell the direction they were going to go with the, yeah. with the other half of the album. Yeah, I mean, Risk just sounds like the throwaway songs from Cryptic Writings. It's like the songs that were like that good. Sin song sounds like it could be on Risk. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, yeah. Trust me, it's not one of my favorites. But, but I don't know. I mean, I guess to me, I say load just because it's like they're watered down. Like, they were trying to do... I think, to me, it's like they were trying to do what Metallica did with Lowe. They were trying to grab onto that commercial success. Because oh, okay. I think that Countdown to Extinction was almost like their black album. Yeah. They didn't quite, you know, maybe achieve the big, as big of success as Metallica. But for them, it was pretty close. I mean, it was as commercial as they were going to get, I think, with sticking to their I roots, you know. I may have more to say on that later. Yeah, I suppose we shouldn't though. get down the into the so, albums wait, too much. Number six, use the main. What okay. is your number five? Let's yeah. My that. number five, hook and mouth from so far so good. So what? I knew you'd have. It's a pretty damn good song. It's one that I almost didn't want to put on there, but that's just stupid. If that makes any sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I don't want to say anything to to you know to spoil the album rankings or anything, but let's just say that I could put about every goddamn song from that album on this list. So I will just say that. I will just leave it at that. So it was, you know, like I said, man, I had a hard, it was hard to really break this down to a top 10, you know? Mm. So, but I have... I have my reasons that I that I chose my top ten list to be the way that they are, and um, I suppose I'll explain what the fuck I'm talking about when we get to the whole album ranking thing. All right. So keep wanting to jump ahead and talk about albums, but so yeah, man, hook and mouth. I mean, that's just one that just the I don't know, just the melody overall, and it just has such a mean sound, and it's never not fucking cool. It just, it's cool. Like, it just is cool. Let me see I'll if I can twist this off myself. <laughs> I can you, can't. I can't can you really not? No, like, I feel like in Napoleon Dynamite, maybe like, I guys, can. like, trying to do that. Well, let me that see. Maybe it's not just you, man. Maybe I'm just, you know. It's got the threads on it. Oh. No, it's, it's you. Yeah. 
I, I, I did work out earlier, though. If anybody so knows Napoleon Dynamite, I'm, I'm starting to do that with that tempo where he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I do remember that. And the wife looks at him and just, <laughs> yeah. like, he's a bitch. Like, she's so yeah, disappointed you're looking at me like I'm a bitch. Uh, I'm not looking at you like you're a bitch. It's okay. No, I'm a basic bastard. You just, you yeah. let the bottle intimidate you, man. It's okay. Hey, yeah, I poured that pretty good, though. Well, Andy, while you're, you know, cracking into that fresh cold one, What's the uh, what's your number five? Well, I'm kind of sweating down here. I think. Oh Lord. Um, which is a good segue to my number five, which is sweating bullets. Ha ha ha. Nice. And which is also my uncle's story mm. for sweating bullets. Well, there you go. Because when I first was really getting into Megadeth, like hardcore, it was like 2009. I sent my uncle a text. He's out in Arizona. And I was like, man, I'm like really getting into Megadeth or something. Like, I don't remember how the conversation went. But I remember this, a text I got back from him. And he said, sweating bullets is the soundtrack to the cartoons in my head. And I was like, that is awesome. Because that song, how we were talking about the lyrics to Peace Cells, how it's like this really like snotty, like Dave yeah. Mustaine. He's like really like, you know, like I think that's another lyrical like. Right. Uh, a song how he's like, I'm at a kicking distance. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> quoting that song, yeah. yeah. I'm always walking around singing that one. That one I had a hard time not having on my list. Oh, yeah. Because I, well, that's the song that got me into Megadeth. Oh, nice. I had never, I, I don't know if I'd never heard of them. But I'd probably never really heard them until that album came out. Because you got to figure, God, what was it, 93? So I was only like 12. <laughs> And that was when I was first discovering Headbangers Ball on MTV. And I remember them premiering that video on yeah. there, and I just was like, what the fuck? Because it, it was, was like so multiple cre- Dave Mustaines, like, it, in yeah. that little cell. And it was so creepy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, this is some creepy shit. You know, I was like, this is metal. It kind of scared me, but I liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was creepy, but I really, really liked it. Because then the more I heard it, I was like, Oh, this is really catchy. Like, at first, I was just like, oh, yeah. this is creepy. With all his little, hello, me. It's me again. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> Actually, I wanted to start this episode like that. Fuck, I forgot. I was going to hit record, and that was the first thing I was going to say. We can edit it back in. Yeah, yeah, just, you can leave this conversation in there, but you can <laughs> chop that and put it at the beginning, so now people will understand why it's there. God damn, dude. No, I, I love that song, and that's another one that, I guess, I spoiled it, because you already know it's not on here, but... Um. Yeah, there's no arguing that one. That's such a great. It's great because it's so fucking cheesy <laughs> yeah. that it's almost not great, but it's great because it is. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, man. That's, I like though. It's kind of a how, like, Socrates people, moment from me, but some people too how they're like, man, Dave Mustaine, he can't sing. He's like a bad vocalist, but then he's like sweating balls. It's like, he hits, how does he do that? Like, I can't even do that. He hits he some high notes on some of those songs, man. I mean, it's... Or that's the one thing with the two Lamont, though, with that one with the Christina or something where they did, like... The Scabia version. A redone that. version. I think that, yeah, that's why I like that more is because I think he's writing some kind of higher uh, parts, but he can't hit it. So then she comes in, and she hits those higher parts. Yeah. So it kind of makes it work a little bit better. Yeah. Well, she sounds more like a powerhouse singer. Like he sounds. Yeah. Like even when he is singing high and he's and he's hitting the notes, he still sounds like he's struggling. Because I mean, could you imagine trying to do these little yeah. that growl type voice that he has, where he's like, 
I don't know, it's like whiny, growly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sitting there trying to do that and fucking hit those notes. Yeah. It's not easy. Like, maybe if he just sang normal, he could. Yeah. You never know, man. Dave Mustaine might do fucking opera. <laughs> yeah. No really. one knows it. <laughs> He'll go, you go to his house and he's just... <laughs> and belting shit. I don't know. It'd be funny. So... Maybe he knows what works in the song. So, yeah, he... He probably is like this really operatic singer. Yeah. But he's like, well, it's not gonna fit this. He's like, well, song. this is metal, man. Yeah. I, don't, I was in fucking metal, Metallica. Man. What do you want me to do? Mankind has got to know its limitations. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know. All there's right. so many great lyrics in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably go on all day, except I'm drawing a blank. I'd have to start from I'm the sharpening beginning. Sharpening the axe. And, and my palms, my palms, are, palms getting are getting wet. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot. Mind. <laughs> it's like my choke on it, dude. That was uh, that was Tiny Tim singing. <laughs> Megadeth. Could you imagine how great that would be? I wish Tiny Tim was still alive, so he would do like Tiny Tim sings Megadeth. Yeah. Think about how awesome that'd be. Oh my god, dude, man, that yeah, that would be better than Danzig sings Elvis. Tiny oh, Tim dude. singing Megadeth. Oh lord. All right, number four. I this was one that I really have a feeling might be on your list. And I'm going to be really surprised if it's not. Although we're down to only having four songs left. But from the last Action Hero soundtrack, Angry Again. Nope, sorry. Man, that didn't make your list. God, that's a great fucking song. I just I just had a feeling that one was going to make Oh yeah, cuz we didn't talk about last Action yeah. Hero though. Well, like I said, like that I don't know. I just know that you kind of tend to be into more of their later stuff, like that. Yeah, era. the '90s. I'm like, yeah. Scope. So, I just had a feeling. I'm not disappointed. I'm actually excited that because that just means there's one more song to talk about yeah. in the list of songs to talk about. But uh, no, I mean we talked before about that soundtrack and yeah. what a great. Yeah, that, was, there's man. tons of good stuff on there. Yeah, but I thought I thought the Megadeth one was one of the best. That and uh, Alice in Chains. Um, yeah, um, yeah, because they got two songs on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bitter, and what the hell have I? What the hell have I? That was the one that really. I don't know why the hell I was drawing a blank on that. Probably because fucking focused on Megadeth, man. I got time for Alice in Chains. We'll do that episode later. Yeah. I'd do that episode. Oh, yeah. Shit. So would I. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's another, like, it's it's metal, but it's catchy, and it's memorable, and it just seems like it's Dave Mustaine. Like, I think I already said he kind of hit that stride there for a while where he yeah. put out some of his best songwriting, I think, countdown and after, really. So... Um. Yeah, I don't want to go too far into that because we'll get into the albums and stuff later. But I guess I don't have too much. Yeah, to say which about is it, crazy because it's not on an album. It's no, weird. and that's the thing is they had weird, um, you know, like ninety nine ways to die being on a soundtrack. I remember I just for some reason, even though I'm going all the way back to ninety nine ways to die die now, but that Beavis and Butthead thing came out, and I remember I was somewhere with my dad. And I was gonna. I wanted to buy it. I picked it up. He's like, "What, the, what is that?" <laughs> I go, "Well, it's got this Aerosmith song and this Megadeth song on it. I just really want it." <laughs> he's like, "You're not buying that." 
<laughs> didn't let me buy it. Like, he's like, that's fucking stupid. You're not buying that. Like, wouldn't let me buy it. And I'm like, okay. Damn. Yeah. So he was, you know, he wasn't really, I don't know. He went through phases where, you know, he got, he got pretty strict at one point in my life. I'll just say that. I'm not, my dad's one of my best friends now. So I wasn't trying to take this into some direction of knocking yeah. my dad, but there was a time period where he was, uh, him and I butted heads and a lot of it had to do with me getting into, you know, metal and him being like, it's and fucking garbage. Yeah. And I was probably yeah. a dick too. So been there, raised a teenager, they're dicks, <laughs> but I was probably a dick too in the, when I was a teenager and when I was the father raising a teenager, I think that that's probably the hardest thing about the teen years is both parents just are probably dicks or the the parents the dick and the child <laughs> a dick and <laughs> but hey that's for like some yeah. other philosophical uh, or for your parenting self help because you got the music yeah. podcast the horror podcast the gardening podcast now the parenting yeah podcast. I'll have a parenting uh, we'll get we'll get a. Uh, Motivational speaker Denny Smith on here again with us, and <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll do the uh, parenting episode. Anyhow, moving on because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of you know parenting because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I've been, I've been a parent for almost 21 years now, and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know if anybody knows what they're doing. That's why there's parenting books, right? Yeah. You know? And even those people don't have the answers. Otherwise, there'd just be one fucking book. Yeah. All right. So this has been an episode of Parenting with Brent and Andy. (laughs) So back to our number four. Let's talk about your number four. My number four is one that we already mentioned. 99 Ways to Die. Oh, see? From the Beavis and Butthead Experience. See, that was a segue into that. to your number three. Well, my number three... (laughs) Is from you like that dramatic pause. Yeah, peace sells, but who's buying Devil's Island? Ooh, yeah. I really wanted to have that one on. Oh, but you don't. No. <laughs> oh, I didn't I want it. It's like Devil's Island. Oh yeah, dude. That's a great song, man. Yeah. No, yeah, I had a yeah. Like I said, it was so hard to make this list, but that one, um, I don't know if that was on my first draft. Fuck, I don't know. But yeah, it's just such a, uh, it's just such a simple chorus, but it's like, it's just got a sound about it that just makes you want to pump your fist and do what you just did. It's one of those, like, when they play it live and you can just stand out there and fucking, (laughs) you're like, fuck yeah! And then the chorus hits and the whole crowd can, devil's on, and just pump your fist and... Yeah, pound a beer and go fuck some bitches in the parking lot after the show. Did I say that? <laughs> I've never done that. It sounded way cooler than anything I've ever done, though. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we should probably move on to your number three. My number three is a non-album track. Ooh, wait. Uh, and it's one that like I. Th- I think this actually could be any day of the week. This might be my number one, but it's one that had to be on the list. It's called Crown of Worms. Hmm. It's a bonus track to Countdown to Extinction. And he wrote it with that guy from Diamond Head, Sean Tatler, mm-hmm. or something like I've seen that guy's name before because of that S. 
or not S&M, but Garage Inc., they did a bunch of Diamond Head songs. Right. But that song has just got this... Dun, 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 dun. I forgot like about really that song. really fast and, like, furious, and then he's like... Even, like, months back, I was texting Griffin um, about that song, and I don't remember what we were saying, but we were talking about giving somebody a gift, and he goes, yeah... If you give somebody a gift, go, I present you, you know, because he's like, I present you the crown of worms. Yeah. So we're like talking about that. So was it so fat? You said fast and furious. Was that a, uh, yeah. was that a shout out to Paul Walker and Vin Diesel? Oh, um, no, I just meant the song. No, I know. It's just like. You just said fast and furious in the uh, same sentence. So I felt like being a uh, dickwad and pointing that out. Oh, but, thanks. But maybe that movie would have been cooler if they would have had that fucking song. Yeah, in that thing. No, I would have never even, yeah. I just kind of forgot about that song. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. Well, hey, good for you for pulling out the uh, the B-side, Dude, man. like, when I hear that song, like, I you feel like I'm, deep. like, Superman, and I could just, like, lift, like, a thousand pounds or something. Like, maybe I should have that. Just maybe if you listen to that song and try Dude, to open one of these beers at the same time. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go get another one and let's fire that song up. All right. <laughs> I bet you can do it. That was a good one, man. That was a good one. So my number two is from Killing Is My Business, Rattlehead. Oh. I didn't expect that Fucking great riff, man. Yeah. Just that whole fast fucking pull-off thing he's doing. I don't know what he's doing, but I've never tried to play that one. So... It wasn't in your Man, that's just book. a mean fucking... Well, no, because I didn't have... I had the <laughs> Countdown yeah. album book. I didn't have the Killing Is My Business. And, I mean, dude, there's a lot of... There's a lot of great... I mean, that was a hard album to not have a couple more on this list. Um, you know, just... I think maybe I was trying to keep my list more diverse. Mm. Because I feel like with these guys, I could have seriously just been like, okay... Yeah, like a whole gonna, album is basically yeah, your Yeah, I'm going to make my top ten songs from Rust in Peace and everything before that. Yeah. And then I'm going to make my top ten songs from Countdown through, yeah. say, Cryptic Writings, because that's only three albums, but still, I would probably not put anything off a of risk or uh, World Needs a Hero on it. But And so, then like, and then everything from The System Has Failed on... I could just make I could I could make a pretty solid ten list I think with that even just yeah but I don't know like I said I talk too much about the albums and stuff and might give shit away yeah I don't want to give away the second half of this yeah so uh, so yeah I was glad I surprised shit, you we with Rattlehead man in the first half of the show I know dude you got a problem man yeah sorry like I already cracked into some of those the other night I got a lot more beer though so hey. What's your number two? My number two, this is weird because before, like, you know how I do those top ten lists and Bob Long's like, hey, hey, are you going to do more top ten lists? Uh, this was my number one before, and uh, I did have a few basic bitch ones that, like, because I, I went back to try to dig out that list because I know I made a Megadeth um, list one. And most of the songs are the same, but it's weird that this one dropped down a notch. But it's trust from cryptic writings. Damn you! And I guess I listened to it, and I. You know what? It I is like catchy the song, enough. But I'm kind of, um, I think I was almost kind of bored listening to it. Yeah. 
but like I like how it kind of builds, you know, like right. I use the main kind of builds up, trust builds up. I remember but, learning to play trust on the guitar and it was really great just because it was like way more achievable than most of their older shit, you know, like uh, being like a young guitar player and not really knowing how to play. And it was like learning that riff. It was like, dun, 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 dun. I was like, fuck, look at this. I can do it with two fingers. <laughs> and then you feel like you're a stud. But that song isn't bad. But I One think thing was, I agree is with, like a Shepherd of Fire, I think, from Avenged Sevenfold. Hmm. I've heard that name, but I don't. I feel like they ripped off Trust for, um, for that song because it's got the same drum intro that mm-hmm. or something. And then it goes into the song, and I'm like, they just fucking ripped off Trust. But yeah. But um, one thing that always stood about with this song to me was uh, I used to watch pro wrestling religiously. And way back in the day, I liked ECW. It was like this hardcore wrestling where they'd hit each other with chairs and shit all the time. Well, they used to use an instrumental uh, version of that song for like promotional stuff. Where they're like, right. June 10th, we're gonna be in Chicago. June 12th, they're gonna be in Peoria. June 13th, we're going to be in Cincinnati. And they'd read off all their tour dates or whatever, but they would use, like, trust in the background. So I was like, what song is this? I need to find this song. Huh. Well, there you go. So, yeah, there's my little story. Any ways to find good music, you know? And then when you found... And then hire me to list off all your tour dates. June 14th in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, somebody give Andy a job. He sounds like he's the guy. Yeah. He sounds better than all you other assholes. Yeah, Mean Gene. I could be the next. I could be like Aggressive Andy. Aggressive Andy. Oh, yeah. Well, man, coming hot off that, I feel like it's time for number one. All right. Yeah, man. I don't have, I don't think I have any clue what your number one is, but I do, I don't know. I feel like, should we guess what each other's number one is? Or did you look at my list and see it? No, I didn't see it, but... <clears throat> okay. Can we guess each other's number one and not make a facial expression and go, Oh, <laughs> All right, Whoa. you guess mine. You guess mine, and I'll guess yours. How about that? Uh, you guess mine, and then I'll tell you what it was, and we'll go on to it, then I'll guess yours. Well, because I lied earlier. I already, I don't know what you're talking about. I lied about my number one. I don't. I don't. Like you said, it wasn't on your list or something. Yeah. Uh, well, then I'm. Then my guess would have been wrong. Uh, your number one. Uh, I thought for sure this song would have been on your list. Go to hell. I thought you know for what? sure that would have been on your list. It almost made it. Oh. I shit. had a hard time not having that one. So on I don't know too. what to guess then. I thought for yeah. sure Go to Hell would have been on your uh, list. I don't think you would guess this one. This is such an uh, odd Mary one. Mary Jane. No. It is from that album, though. Uh, the Sex Pistols cover? No. Um, in the Lungs of Hell? No. Liar. Uh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed Liar. I fucking love that song. Because my next guess would have been the, um, the... What's that one? Not the... Um, uh, Set the World Afire. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great yeah. song, too. But No, Liar, Liar to shit, me, has always shit. been like the most underappreciated I'm always like how the fuck do people not think this is a great song like it's so catchy it's so punky and the lyrics are fucking funny like the whole lyric about the you know your girlfriend's got herpes (laughs) something AIDS and I don't know he lists off a bunch of shit I used to know it but 
No, that's one of my favorite songs. It's so fucking sarcastic, yeah. and it's just Dave being the best Dave he can be. <laughs> no, best but, Dave he can be. <laughs> but it's so fun and fucking just funny and thrashy and punky. Like, it's the epitome mm. of them being a thrash band. Yeah. Because it's punk, you know, and fast guitar playing, and it's kind of sloppy and... I can't say too much though. I ain't trying to give away okay. the rest of my list here, but, right. but yeah, man. I mean, you know what? Like that, in all drafts of this fucking list, that was the first thing to pop in my head as being number mm-hmm. one, because I've always thought it was such an underappreciated song. So I'm just gonna tell you this. Moving on to your number one, I don't remember what we said earlier. You don't? You don't remember? <sighs> My number one is Angry Again from the last Action Hero. Thing. Oh. But I didn't want to give it away that early. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Do, 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 I gotcha. That, that yeah. song just has that fucking hook when you hear that, dude. It's oh, like, yeah. That's fucking amazing. And then he's like, he's he's got that snarl in there, too. Again, again, again. I don't know, man. That song just like no, you know what? It's my, another one that like gets your blood pumping. My guess would have probably been that. Oh really? Had it not been dismissed. Oh, but okay. when we started talking about guessing, I was trying to use my poker face or something. You did. Oh okay. No, when we started talking about guessing each other's number one, and you hadn't said this yet, I would I would have probably guessed uh, Symphony of Destruction. Oh yeah, because I'm so basic. <laughs> uh, you know what though, man? That's such a good song. Yeah. That as much as it's one of their most well-known songs. I feel like I wouldn't even turn my nose up to anybody that put it on their list, whether it's number 10 or number 1. It didn't make my list, yeah. but it yeah. could have. Yeah, it would probably make my top 20. It's just one of those where maybe but you know it's kind of overplayed when it comes yeah. to Megadeth. It seems like it's the one Megadeth song that's still played all the time. There um, was one that I thought would make either of our lists. Well, it was the one I crossed off. See, it was Holy Wars. Yeah. That one is just so cool, dude. And it's the same as like um, 99 Ways to Die, where it's got that little acoustic y part. They throw an acoustic riff in the in the middle, like it's so heavy, and then they kind of lighten it up and then they go back. I like that right. shift. And Holy Wars is kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, Holy that has Wars a lot of more progressive funny. moments in that record, yeah. anyhow. So I think that's why a lot of people hold Rust and Peace up to. Uh, on this pedestal, like it's the the epitome of Megadeth records. All right, man. So, album time. So my list of albums might be a little bit basic. Yeah. Where I get more basic? Well, I think I was already basic. Like I stuck to the '90s mostly. Oh, I don't know. You had, you know, you had a few pleasant surprises. I don't know. Since I kicked off the songs, would you like to kick off the albums? Sure. My number five is from 2004. It's The System Has Failed. Yeah, I mean, that's... There was no way I could leave this one off. Because we already talked about, like, I had kicked the chair on there, but how I did a previous list, I said I made a top 10 like list and posted on Facebook like five or six years ago. That actually had uh, Tears in a Vial on there. And then even like the Scorpion's awesome. Dude, that opening track, Blackmail the Universe. Yeah. Fucking amazing. So, anyhow, sorry, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but. 
<laughs> oh, it's fine. This this is actually the first Megadeth like proper like CD that I bought when it was brand new. Yeah. And so it was the first one I bought, but I actually didn't like it, and I traded it back. But then five years later, or so I really dove into Megadeth, and I bought it again, and then I bought it on vinyl. So I've actually bought it three times, and I think all these albums on my list, I bought them multiple times. So, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up. I'm like, okay, I bought these albums like two or three times. So, yeah, they kind of, like, earned their spot. That's a solid record, man. Maybe I mean, out of my stupidity, because I should have <laughs> just kept it the first time. should have just kept it the first time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they reissued it, right? Yeah. So did you get, like, a bonus track with the reissue? I didn't buy the reissue on this one. I don't Oh, um, I thought you did. You just got the world. Yeah, because I didn't have it. I oh, had this. Okay. One. I bought this one when it first came out, but I don't. I never bought the reissue of it. Oh yeah, the um, reissue. I guess like the vinyl didn't have any bonus tracks, but the CD and the um, download version did. That's the one that had the use the man and time uh, live, okay. and then had conjuring live. Which conjuring is another cool song that I was like, how do I not have? that on there either but I don't really have an attachment to it so that's why I didn't make my list but yeah. no I actually I think the first version I wrote up of my top 10 songs had Black Nail the Universe on it because hmm. that's just such a fucking badass opener man yeah. I remember getting this album home like I didn't even if I remember correctly I didn't even know it came out and I just was randomly somewhere probably at co-op and they just had it and I was like oh fuck I didn't know this came out so I bought it and brought it home and was like, holy shit, this is actually fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> because I really, like I said, man, I kind of wrote them off. I mean, after Risk being so bad, and then I mean, you uh, didn't World Needs a Hero, I just kind of... Because psycho. Yeah, like, no, uh, I didn't. I'd never heard the whole album. Okay. I'd only heard uh, Return to Hangar. Um, and I only listened to it because it was like a sequel to Hangar yeah. 18. And uh, I think maybe I only heard that even, like, on a live version or... Oh, because they do, like, like uh, this last week or so, I watched the Rude Awakening video, that concert. Yeah, and they play it back-to-back. Back, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was actually, when I was on the treadmill this morning, I put that CD on. Oh, cool. I only listened to the first disc, though, but it's... Uh, <laughs> actually... I meant to bring this up, although the song never got brought up, but the live version of uh, Train of Consequences on there. And I love that song. That was another one yeah. that was hard to not be on my list. But fuck, that is a horrible, horribly sloppy version of that song. <laughs> like, I can't believe they didn't just cut it off the album. Because that live album's okay. I mean, it's pretty solid. Yeah. But, man, I was listening to it again today thinking, Jesus this really is as bad as I remember. Why didn't they cut this? Like, if that was my band and that was me, I would not want it to go out. Because he just... Maybe he I just, didn't listen to it. He just doesn't sound thing. good. Like, he just doesn't... I just like, threw on the DVD while I was doing other stuff as, like, background. Yeah. Uh, I've actually never watched the video. I don't think. I might be lying. Fuck, I don't know. I've got some live DVDs of theirs. Maybe I do have that one, and I just don't remember. So, yeah, man, uh... I guess I can move on to my yeah, number five. five. The System Has Failed had a hard time not being my number five. I really just, this is why I said that it was so, it, I don't know. The number five spot was tough because I felt like there was three albums that were almost equally as good. 
and yeah, because I actually had a higher one at number five, and I swapped them. So yeah, it's kind of tough to kind of that last spot. My number five is Countdown to Extinction, and I had a really hard time between that and Euthanasia. Because Euthanasia has some really fucking good songs. It's just not quite as... Like, I just feel like... Like, musically, as far as being a metal record countdown, stronger. But Mm. Euthanasia, to me, almost has just as good a songwriting. Some of the hooks are even better. Mm. But then the system has failed, was so fucking cool, and was such a return to form that I had a hard time not pulling that one in to take its place. So. Well, what is it? What is your five? Countdown to Extinction, oh. I already said oh. it. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying that. No, I just know that. Ca- yes, my number five is Countdown to Extinction. Although I was almost changing my mind, just fucking <laughs> In the matter of that. All that. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, you confuse me. No, it's Countdown. Countdown. It's too hard to, I mean, I don't know. That is a pretty iconic record in a way because it was like the first Megadeth I really heard and where I got turned on to them and I mean um yeah cause as we said you had Architecture of Aggression I had Sweating Bullets yeah and then you've got Symphony of Destruction um what else on there uh even like Skin of My Teeth yeah Skin of My Teeth they actually almost made lives, uh, uh still they still do like at least three or four of Skin of My Teeth almost made my list and so did Foreclosure of a Dream I mean that's just and you, you know, this was my life. That was that's a fucking great song. And I love the title track. Like that almost would have been like maybe that might be my number twelve or something if if you're doing songs. Ashes in my mouth is cool. I mean, or ashes in your mouth. My bad. Um, uh, the only weak one I think is like Psychotron. Yeah, that's kind of like the that's kind of the turd of the batch. I agree on that one. Yeah, High Speed Dirt's a cool song. Uh, Captive Honor, I think you brought that one up in a conversation just the other day, I feel like. Oh, because, yeah, because there's a lyrics. What song is that? Well, I think we were talking about like, lyrics that pertain to everything going on right now. And Yeah, like, kill a man, and you're a murderer. Kill many, and you're a conqueror. Kill them all, and you're a god. Yeah. Andy, I think you like, should sing for Megadeth. You want to start a Megadeth tribute band? Band of Death or something? Band of Death. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's do it, man. You could just teach me how to play uh, bass or something. Dude, I don't know that I could teach myself half these fucking songs. I probably could. It'd just take me <laughs> five years. You you, uh, you all heard it here first. Or what was that? Live? We're going to start a new... You, you're giving life with no parole. <laughs> We're going to start a new Megadeth tribute band, and we will be active in 2025. <laughs> it'll take me that long just to play one chord. So, what is your number four? My number four? It's probably pretty low for most people, but it is Peace Sells, but who's buying? I don't know why that would be low for people. I really like that record. I just feel like most people would probably have that as their number one. I don't know. Oh, you mean your spot was low for people? Yeah. yeah. I dig what you're saying. I downgraded it, I guess. But um, one thing is pretty cool about this album is like I like all the songs, but 
I guess I didn't really realize how much I like Megadeth until the last year or so. And I was doing these Megadeth Christmas card things, trying to enter this contest, and then I did Megadeth song lyrics. You're supposed to take a You're supposed to take an existing Christmas song and write like Christmas lyrics or something, or write Megadeth lyrics to this Christmas song. And I ended up winning the contest and I won a signed copy of Peace Cells. I remember that. And I was like, holy shit. That was very cool. And then that was the peak of my life. And now I'm kind of on the decline. Yeah, and then, I, guess. I mean, what do you do after that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So, Trent Reznor wrote, you know, Downward Spiral, and and then he just, what did he, I mean, he's had a hard time ever living up to that again, you know? Hey, I like the one after that, With Teeth, that's some cool oh, shit. Oh, With huh? Teeth's the shit. Yeah. No, I love that one. Yeah. It was a bad what example. has he done since then? It, it was a bad example. Yeah. I actually like a lot of their stuff since Downward Spiral. I guess the point that I was trying to make, and this is a totally different fucking rabbit hole, and I don't know why <laughs> I even opened this door. Um, basically, because I just didn't... I tried to make some comparison and be funny, and it just didn't work. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but when the Downward Spiral was written, I feel like... Uh, not when it was written, but when it came out... And it was this huge commercial success and critically acclaimed. Like, you know, critics were just sucking his dick like, Trent. And it is an amazing album. It's one of my all-time favorite albums. The Fragile, I feel like, you know, if you remember correctly, it took him like 10 fucking years or something crazy for that to finally come out. And, I mean, I might be adding a couple years onto that. I don't know, so... If anybody's listening and they're just like, yeah, it was not, it was eight and a half years, you fucking, you don't know anything. Why don't you Google that first? Fuck you. Um, but it took him a really long time, and I really believe, like, you know, the end result came out, and it was like. That one was eh? kind of a bloated album. It was it? Wasn't it? like two discs. Yeah. And stuff. It was kind of like, eh. Yeah, and I just think it was his own, like, critical acclaim kind of. Yeah. Got to his head, not in the sense that he was super cocky, like, oh, do whatever, but it was just like that, how do I live up to this? Yeah, like, what do I now? do Now, like, now what do yeah. I fucking do? So I guess my question, the point I was trying to make, Andy, is what are you going to fucking do after a Megadeth Christmas card? I don't know. I mean, man. it's got to be know. big. Yeah. But then you can't be too big, because if you reach for something too big, you might just release the fragile. Yeah. <laughs> or the fragile. Or the fragile. Or hey, the fragile. Well, peak. I didn't peak yet hmm. because that was 2018. We're doing this podcast in 2020. This is my peak. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Or your peak might be a year from now when Dave Mustaine is sitting here with us and we're interviewing him. Oh. And then he'll be like, well, why didn't you have this song on your list? I'll be yeah. like, uh, or how dare you try to sing my lyrics but yeah. not know the actual lyrics? I don't sound anything like that. See, <laughs> so he'll be quoting me saying that. Tiny bones. Yeah, I don't sound like Tiny Tim. What do you mean I sound like Tiny Tim? <laughs> oh shit! We should just write our own fucking Megadeth song. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Okay, where are we at? You're you're number four. God, I feel like we're so far off the rails. I don't even know. My number four. Was your number four? P cells. Oh, okay. Well, that made it easy. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess, yeah, I don't, did we talk about it though? Or did we just go off on no, some totally? No, like, I think I went on my Christmas. Yeah, uh, we did. Winning it. So but yeah, there's like, talk about all the now. songs are like awesome though. Well, like, yeah, Wake Up Dead, The Conjuring, Devil's Island. Yeah. I ain't superstitious. Yeah. That's one that's a little underappreciated, I think. That's kind or of that a bluesy was, thing. Uh, um, what's that? Good Morning Black Friday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing is that I don't, I don't care for the first part so much. When it kicks in and it's going, then I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I always have wished that that intro thing, the slower part, the, I guess, good morning part, I don't fucking uh-huh. know. <laughs> it just could go. It could just not be there. So it's a bad morning because you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that I don't like <laughs> it, just I don't care for it. <laughs> Is that the same thing? I don't know. Maybe. Um, so, yeah. It's really all I have to say about that. So what's, right. your, uh, what's your number three, buddy? My number three is one that I shot up my list really hard because it's, it's one that I bought multiple times and it took me a while to get into it, but it's one that I just listen to all the time. And I'm tr- trying not to get even too political here. But my number three is Dystopia, their most recent album Wow. from like four years ago. And I feel like with this album, at first, I didn't like it. I bought it. And I think like you said, Bob brought you that shirt um, that you're wearing at some show. Oh, this loudness shirt. Just so people know what the hell he's talking yeah. about. But He, yes. he uh, brought me the um, Dystopia CD uh, to a show. And I listened to it and I'm like, I don't like this. And I think I traded it back into him. But then later that year, I saw them on tour with, I think it was, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Amana Marth, maybe? Hmm. And there was Metal Church and Suicidal Tendencies. And at first, I looked at the Setlist website, and I saw they were doing half of this album. They were doing like seven songs, so half their set was from this album, and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm really that into this, but I got free tickets, so yeah, sure, whatever. But... Hearing all of the songs from that album, it really sounded like they fit with the Countdown to Extinction songs. Like, they fit seamlessly with that. And I'm like, Hmm. maybe I need to listen to this album again. So I bought it on CD. Then I've since bought it on vinyl. And this album, I really like everything on there. They had a couple bonus tracks that didn't make the album, but they're on iTunes and stuff. I think it's like, Look Who's Talking... And Last Dying Wish. Hmm. And I think there might be another one, like Me, uh, um, You're Making Me Hate Me, or something something about hating somebody. That's on there. Like, I forget the title. But I think that's a bonus track only on Spotify. But anyways, with this album, too, how I'm, how I'm not trying to get too political is listening to it the last week. I don't know what uh, was in Dave's headspace when he's writing the album, but I feel like he's really conservative and he's born again. I think he was a birther. He didn't think Obama was an original U.S.-born citizen. So I don't know if all of his lyrics are talking about Obama, but it sounds like listening to it in 2020, every single lyric on there is talking about Trump because he's basically talking about fake news and what you hear is not what you're seeing, like in the dystopia lyrics. Right. All that <clears throat> sounds like Trump, how he's talking about fake news, and it's like, Oh, what he says is out of context, even though you can go back and look at a clip 
and it's exactly what he says. Or there's even that song, uh, the emperor's like new clothes or something, the emperor, and he's talking about that, and he's talking about how somebody's like, like super fake, and they're not really, you know, in this role. I don't know. It just blew my mind how it's like all this stuff sounds like he's talking about Trump. Talking about Trump or talking from Trump's point of view, you mean? He's talking about Trump. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, I've listened to this album, and or I like it solid enough. that's going on right now. Something about a post-American world and stuff. He's like, what will it look like in a post-American world? And it's like, I don't know. I feel like America's crumbling right now. Right. And it's like, yeah, that sounded kind of eerie to me. Like, it gave me goosebumps listening to some of this album. Hmm. But maybe I need to listen to it and try to because I mean I've listened to it but not ingested it and yeah really like, I don't know just this last week with everything going on with that pandemic and the riots and stuff I guess I'm I like, haven't taken in the lyrics that much yeah but. like I'm like but history does repeat itself so maybe he's talking about uh, a previous period in history right you know because stuff's kind of cyclical I don't know his headspace for writing it but it sounds very current right yeah well I'm kind of more interested to listen yeah. to it again i like that album actually yeah or even just I the think. songs themselves like poison of shadows is actually cool or uh the instrumental like conquer or die i would have probably put like if i was ranking the those albums those albums because it's spoiler alert not on my list but i'd probably put that one right after took your number system six, maybe i'd probably put it at, like after system has failed yeah it does sound like people always say, oh, this is, they're getting like a return to form or they're going back to basics. Well, this does sound like, it, it sounds like early 90s. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of, they've kind of been on that return to form thing, I think, ever since the system has failed, though. Well, not really, because Super Collider was a huge, giant turd. Yeah, but they were still trying the same formula. Yeah. It's just that I think the songs sucked. They just had shitty mm. songs. To me, Super Collider sounds like all leftover shit that didn't make yeah. Endgame and 13, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just sounds like throwaway songs. But I think it was, I think it was along the same lines, just, I don't know, I mean, I feel like Endgame and 13 were two albums that you can almost put them on back to back and not even know the difference between the two, you know what I That's mean? That's why I almost didn't feel like ranking the albums, not to get too far away, but like, yeah, United Abominations, I feel like that's half good, Endgame's half good, and then even 13's half good. So you could almost, yeah, make one fucking solid-ass album out of those. I don't know. I think United Abominations had some really good moments, man. But the funny thing about that, and I don't know, it's not on my list, so here I am, you know, kind of... Uh, spoiler alert again, but that Sleepwalker song, the opening track, reminds me a lot of Black Bale Universe from the previous oh, album. Yeah. <laughs> it almost just has more of a dumbed-down hook in the chorus. I don't really mean that in a bad way, like saying it's dumb. It's just more... It's just one word. Sleepwalker, da, 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 and whatever the fuck else he says, but, you know, it's kind of more of a obvious hook, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like almost the same fucking song, but I I liked it the second time with a different chorus, basically. So I really like United Abominations. I think yeah, that that's, that's one a that I was like super shit. underrated album. Yeah, I loved the first half of that. Yeah, that United Abominations, Never Walk Alone. Yeah, song. Washington is next was a super cool one too. Yeah. 
There's something about There's a lot of... It was an aggressive album, man. He was trying to really come out swinging, I think. Yeah. Um, Your number three. My number right. three is Rust in Peace, mm-hmm. which I know most people... Yeah. A lot of people just it's like their peak would say one. this is their number one, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I had this conversation with Brian because he was wanting to be on the yeah. on the this episode, and he was like, "Well, I mean, Rust is Rust in Peace is the best, and that's just you know anything else is wrong." Like kind of saying it like he would say it. I'm sure he's going to listen to this because he took interest, and he's probably just mad that he's not on the episode. But I'm sorry, I dropped the ball. It was there. fucking Andy's fault. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people hold this one up, and I think the reason why is, you know, you got uh, Nick Menza, Marty Friedman, yeah, that. coming in and being like, this is what people think of as the ultimate yeah. Megadeth. Like that's the lineup that they remember with Elfson on the bass and everything, and and it kind of this was where they tightened up. And they became, I think, more progressive. Maybe to some people that are big prog guys, they're gonna be like, "Well, it's not really that progressive." It's no dream theater. Uh, yeah, Megadeth's really not prog. I mean, they're more, you know, speed metal. And okay, shut the fuck up. This album for them, yeah, was proggy in the sense that it's first of all real tight, lots of parts, artistic, and I guess. That'd be a better articulate. Word, how we were talking about well, I guess Holy artistic Wars, too, but I'm thinking yeah. like tornado souls. But articulate playing, people that are shred metal fucking <laughs> dorks. I don't know how they couldn't listen to this record and not just be like, Jesus Christ, that's some fucking guitar playing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they would talk like a bro country guy or <laughs> yeah. whatever. But but I, that bro. I think is the reason why these people like really revere this as the greatest Megadeth record because they hit as far as being a band and their technical abilities and arrangement as far as writing goes with Dave or just the whole band. I don't know. They probably arranged the record as a band, but I mean, they did kind of just hit this peak, you know, and I don't know. I mean, it's not my number one. I've always argued with people for years, and people would be like, "Man, rust in peace now." Eh. You know, I've always been the one that yeah. kind of is like the naysayer with it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that it's not great, and it is my number three. So, um, you know, take no prisoners. Fucking hangar eighteen. Like I told you before, that that was almost on my list. Yeah. But then I felt like tornado of souls had to be on there. Uh, Holy Wars, you know what? Like, I like that song, but it's not even close to being one of my favorites from this record. I feel like this record almost just gets better as it goes, but um, I don't know. All I have to say about that. All I have to say about it is I like it, but it didn't make my list. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you, you know. It could have easily not made my list like any other day of the week. I feel because I don't have attachment to it like that. Because right. I came later, obviously, into Megadeth. Like, the later 90s, early 2000s. Right. That's when I jumped on board. No. So, yeah, some people, maybe that might have been their, like, launching point. So they're more attached to it. But there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know? Yeah, there's good songs on it. Sometimes the first album you hear is your favorite. Which right. is basically, in my case, almost. Right. No, I get it. 
I totally understand if somebody says it's not on their list because there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So it's just hard, man. And even if, yeah, like it didn't make your list, we had songs from it. Like, yeah. So uh, I guess we're moving on to number two. My number two is Countdown to Extinction. Ah. That is one that is, that is probably, I feel more like that would be peak uh, Megadeth. Because you've got um, you've got Symphony of Destruction. That's probably what their biggest hit right. song, maybe. But then the sound of that album, like I don't know how, like I can't convey some stuff because I don't play guitar and I don't know tones and shit. And that's right. where I got lost with Daniel Decay is because I don't know some of this stuff of like like tunings and different guitars. But what I'm hearing that album is just fucking awesome to me it just sounds good even like psychotron like a lesser song it still sounds fucking cool yeah the whole album it, well it like just i said before cool. it's like their black album yeah like metallica's black album whether it's your favorite album or not it's their biggest sounding record yeah. like it's where the it took them to this whole other level of you know success and yeah i don't think it was even selling out i think it's just more of like yeah that's got a producer that said hey, yeah they I, just you know. got like i think it's that max norman or something and i think he might have worked with like black sabbath and some other people or whatever but yeah. yeah he's just like i think if you do listen to some of the demos that were bonus tracks they are kind of more uh like raw and like punchy but i think he just kind of like i don't know maybe just polished them up a little bit yeah. It was like, hey, dude, punch this up. Right on. It's just an awesome sounding album. Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with that. I think it sounds great. I still love listening to that album. So, I mean, it made my list. Yeah. Just not as high as yours. I've obviously been vocal in the past of talking about what my number one yeah. is. but But as for that goes, my number two is... Killing is my business, and business is good. And that's kind of what I thought you'd have. Yeah. I mean, man, it's so fucking good. And obviously a lot of people just want to compare Megadeth to Metallica, right? Because yeah. obvious reasons. I like Kill 'Em All. But I, I like this album a lot better. Yeah, like I like this one more than Kill 'Em All. Yeah, I mean Kill 'Em All's not my. Is that why he called it "Killing Is My Business"? Because they had Kill 'Em All, so he's like, "All right, yeah, I'm gonna have know. a killing in the title." Too. Maybe, maybe, and it's kind of you know. I mean, they're both cool album yeah. titles, to be honest with you. And I like Kill 'Em All. That's actually an album that grew on me with time. When I remember being younger and not ever really digging it, like I was. Liked Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets a lot. Um, Kill 'em All, the first few times I heard it, I kind of dismissed it, and then it grew on me later. Um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say too much, because maybe we should have a Metallica episode one day down the road. I don't know. I could take it or leave it, to be honest with you, but Aww. I'd be much more... I would do it, I would do it, but... I think I was much more excited to do this. I'm a bigger Megadeth fan than I am a Metallica fan. But I, now that I think about it, I would, yeah, I do, I do a Metallica one. Would probably be fun too. But I mean, this album just, God, front to fucking back. Like I had a hard time. First of all, the opening track, 
Last Rites, Love You yeah, to Death. Like, that, that's just that. a great fucking opener. The title track is great. Like, I had a hard time not having Killing Is My Business on my uh, top ten list. Uh, Looking Down the Cross is a killer song. Mechanics is one that, you know, has just a really badass riff. I mean, yeah. and it's a cool song. That's a song that... I think the reason I listened to Killing Is My Business the first time was because somebody said, oh, you got to hear Mechanics. Mechanics is the best fucking Megadeth song. Like somebody that was an old school fan, and I, at the time, was just getting into them. And I listened to it, and I was like, ah, yeah, you know, the guitar's really cool, but that song's just kind of okay. But I thought the rest of the record was a lot better. I think I like Four Horsemen better than Mechanics. But Mechanics, some of that lyrics is like... Oh yeah, you're making my pistons pop. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. It's kind of. I always so hear cheesy. people debating those two yeah. songs. I'm like, which one's the better one? And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I'd probably put Four Horsemen above Mechanics too, but I wouldn't put that record above this record. I yeah. Mean, going yeah, like, I'm in the that. same. Yeah. Uh, uh, mindset as you on that. But that's one that's always been that you know Mechanics is one that people always bring up and they still play it live and. I'm always kind of like looking at the rest of the record going, well, why don't they play Rattlehead? Why don't they play, you know, the title track or Love to Death? And, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot to choose from, man. I, I mean, this is a record that I could put it on and all the way through, I can dig it. But that cover at the end, uh, the yeah. new version of it's so bad because I don't, you know, there's that whole story where he had to change the lyrics well, he put he changed the lyrics yeah. and he put a bunch of fucking cuss words in it, right? In the original version. I've never heard the original. I've only heard the one where it's like beeped out, and oh, I've heard yeah. this new one where it's. Well, him, that's what really sucked, man. It. Was they did the reissue a while back, and I remember buying it and putting it on, and going, "What the fuck? They beeped out all the cuss words!" Like, yeah. <laughs> and the guy who wrote the song, I'm drawing a blank on who Is wrote it. Is it Lee Hazelwood or something like that? Yeah, it might be. I don't know why. I just can't remember for sure. But whoever whoever wrote it for Nancy Sinatra yeah. um, was pa- was pissed when he heard his yeah. version and everything. And so I think there might have been like some kind of season desist order put on it, and he had to, so any other copies that were made from then on, they had to start censoring it. Yeah. And uh, and so when they did this reissue, this new one, the Final Kill uh, remaster. He re-recorded the lyrics. Yeah. And it's really a bummer to listen to because he sounds so much different. It's like you wouldn't think that he does, yeah. but, man, his voice really was a lot higher back then. And so it's just such a weird, like, eh, why they do this? I would have just rather they reissued it and left it off the fucking record, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, it doesn't really need to be on there. Um, I didn't hate the original version. It's just that now that you've fucked with it a bunch of times and yeah. it's just like nah now I just wish it didn't exist just erase the fucker so <laughs> so anyhow that's my thoughts and uh could probably move on to your number one my number one uh, it's not it's not risk but I think it's basically the next basic bastard choice. I don't think Risk is a basic bastard choice. That would be like crazy. You'd have to be fucking Idiot. a lunatic to put <laughs> yeah. that on your list. But <laughs> I'm right. going to guess it's Cryptic Writings. 
or euthanasia. Euthanasia. See, but I like euthanasia a lot. I would have been more offended if it was cryptic writings. How you said, you actually kind of said this earlier, I think. You said that euthanasia is like Countdown. It's kind of the same formula. It sounds the same as the same producer that Max Norman, but it's a little bit lesser. I think, yeah, they both sound the same, but how I, like... See, but I didn't say it was lesser. I even said that I think euthanasia in some ways... Oh, has yeah. better songwriting. Okay. I think just musically, as far as being like uh, more of a metal record, it just didn't... It was more... I don't want to use the word pop. Hard rock, I guess. Yeah, it's it more just... more hard rock. It was less than, metal than, than metal. Countdown. But yeah. like, I don't know. I love this album. And one of my buddies, Kurt, he was like, I think he really liked this album. So when I was getting back into Megadeth, he suggested this. And like... I basically like like every song on this album. I don't think there's a weak one. Whereas with Countdown to Extinction, I didn't really think less of Psychotron. So that's right. why I didn't flip-flop them in the end. I left them the way they were. But Euthanasia, I like Reckoning Day, where it's like, Reckoning Day. Reckoning Day almost made my list. It was on my top ten list at one point, and then it just kind of... Addicted to Chaos, that song is fucking cool. a great song, too. And then I thought um, Train of Consequences yeah. was the shit. When it came out, I remember the video and everything. And yeah. I think I got this album for Christmas. I think like my cousin bought this for me on CD for Christmas. One how I how I dropped off Holy Wars, another one that I debated on uh, putting on there was Elysian Fields. I like that song. And I like Black like I thought I knew it all. Yeah, that's a cool one too. The one thing with this too is with like I've liked like Euthanasia has been my favorite. That's like my clear like favorite. But they did a tour, 2010, where they did a 20th anniversary of Rust in Peace. Played that album, and then they put out a DVD of I the performance. That, yeah. Then 2012, they did a 20th anniversary of Countdown to Extinction. Played that. Um, in its entirety. So I thought, shit, they're going to do euthanasia. Holy shit, are they going to do euthanasia in 2014? They didn't. <laughs> Last year, though, they had some tour dates set up. Well, then the Dave Ike Mustaine was diagnosed with cancer, and he didn't end up playing the state fair. But I had tickets for something in the summer. I actually got second row tickets for, I think it was um, Aurora, Illinois. But then they did. They announced a show, Halloween... Um, night in uh, Denver, Colorado. They were going to play Euthanasia in its entirety. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting tickets for this show. And my sister lived in Colorado, so I'm like, maybe I can stay with her and I'll see the show. And it would be like, that would be my peak or something. <laughs> be I don't peak. know. But then it didn't happen. But I'm hoping. Now this fucking show is your peak. That eventually they do a countdown show or something. Like or a, a euthanasia show. show, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, like Euthanasia. Sorry. Like, I'm getting too hyped up about it. But, yeah, like, I want, like, I think that would just be cool. That would be, like, my ultimate show. You've seen Megadeth Live, right? Yeah, I've seen them 20, or uh, 2009. I thought you were going to say 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen them, like, 22 times. Um, No, I saw them three times, Mm. I've only seen them once. And embarrassingly enough, it was on the Risk Tour. They played the Madison Theater. Oh, really? I mean, it was cool. They didn't play much off that. They played... They opened with that Prince of Darkness song, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, which that song's cool. It's okay. It it's was cool for its bad. time, yeah. I guess, but I went back and listened to it again. I was like, eh. 
I kind of like Breadline. I think they played Crush Him and Breadline in the middle of the set somewhere. Breadline's not terrible, I guess. It was probably the most uh, tolerable of the It's probably the one that's trying to be the radio hit. Yeah, I mean, that and that Crush Him song, Insomnia. God, I forgot how bad that was. That was such a terrible ass song. But yeah, uh, I think maybe they play that too. I can't really remember. It's been like that guy. That was fucking forever. I kind of like the ecstasy song too. Like I like half the album. Like the songs aren't bad. Maybe it's just the production. I think. Hmm. Maybe. Probably not. But maybe. I'll give it another shot. I don't know. I didn't even really listen to it this time. Going through all the albums, that was the yeah, one that like, I still I just... I didn't listen to I it. I looked at the track it. list and it was like, eh. I listened to that Prince of Darkness song and was like, nah, it doesn't really quite hold up like I thought. I thought it was at least kind of cool, but maybe it was just because it was such a turd of a record I wanted to like something. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, back then it was like you, you couldn't... You couldn't just go buy the songs you wanted and you couldn't just, you yeah. know... So it was like you... And I didn't have much money to just you know so if i went and spent my hard-earned fucking 12 dollars on a cd it really bummed me out if it sucked you know what i mean like it really just was like fuck like so you really tried to like something on it you were like oh, fuck i mean this prince of darkness song i mean you know it kind of sounds like it's written from the perspective of satan so so maybe you know Maybe that's cool. I don't know, you know. I think they still open kind of every show technically with that. They've got some intro video and it's got Megadeth, the Megadeth logo on the screen and it plays that Prince oh, of Darkness really? song, like or at least the intro to that. I mean, that's probably the cool way to kind of do it, yeah. you know. And maybe that's all they did that night. I don't I mean, shit, dude, you're talking 20 fucking years ago, man. I was 21 years ago, maybe. Yeah, cuz I don't think I was even 21 yet back then. I think I was 18 or 19 when it when I went to that show. Good times. Real good times. So my number one, I know this is no fucking surprise to you, but so far, so good. So what? I've just always loved this album. This has always been like, in my opinion, this is Megadeth at their peak. And I know everybody wants to say rest in peace. The reason I say it's Megadeth at their peak is because this was this was the last album of theirs that really really resembled an old school like punk inspired yeah, thrash yeah. metal like you know after this they just kind of lost that cuz to me when i think about old school thrash i'm thinking like i'm thinking like very punk inspired right yeah like it's usually kind of sloppy, and the drums are fast, and not in like I don't even mean just like the double bass and shit, but I mean a lot of you know, you know. And there's just a lot of spirit in this record, and there's not a bad song on it. I even like their cover of Anarchy in the UK. It fits because the whole record has such a punk yeah. kind of thing. Um, and uh, you know, like I said before, Liars probably my. All-time favorite Megadeth song. In My Darkest Hour, I really had a hard time not having yeah, it on that, my list. I mean, that that's just a fucking killer, killer song. Now I'm already wondering why the fuck it's not on my list. But uh, but no, I mean, it's just those last three songs all the way around, man. In My Darkest Hour, Liar, Hook and Mouth. 
I don't know. It's like a weird, it's one of those few records, like a lot of these albums start off with a bang and then kind of die. This one starts off and it's cool, but then it's like it only gets better as it goes, Hmm. I think. I mean, it just, uh, and that's just a rarity, you know. But especially because, you know, a lot of these people, it's intentional, right? Like the record label's going to say like, hey, put all the coolest shit up front. That way it grabs the listener right out the gate. You put your singles in the front half and whatever. That's the way most records are. And this one, you know, if you think about it, like it's kind of interesting that it takes, you know, the second third of the record is where they stick the single, which is in my darkest hour and it's really i mean i don't even know if i think of it as an obvious single you know what i mean like yeah it doesn't when you think about it but i don't know so mary jane 502 set the world afire i don't know flawless in my opinion it's it's uh just an absolutely flawless album so it's just a matter of taste like i'm not saying it's bad it's just not what i prefer because i know you're more the like you're more like raw like you like motorhead and that kind of like aggressive stuff i think i'm more metal but more polished metal right i'd be more iron maiden to your like motorhead right or something yeah i mean i think that's a pretty fair uh solid assessment you know obviously like old school thrash all these early like the earliest Metallica and the earliest Megadeth and the earliest Testament and Exodus and all those bands. I mean, there was so much influence that came from, like, the punk scene. Yeah. And I think Motorhead just did a lot, too. I mean, shit, Metallica will straight up tell you, like, Lars was fucking obsessed and followed Lemmy around, you know, (laughs) and basically stalked him. And they borrowed everything from Motorhead, you know. So, I don't know. All that shit spawned from that, though. You know, All that I mean, look. The look of those guys, they look like Lemmy. Oh, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just think, like, metal, all that... All these bands that went on to become more polished and shit, I mean, they all started off with that raw kind of thrash sound. and Yeah. You know. I think that some... It's the architecture of aggression. I don't there know. you go. That was a good cheesy line. I almost feel like we should just stop now. Just... End the end the episode with that last cheesy cheesy line, um, but yeah, man, no, this was fun doing this. It was fun listening to the shit again. Yeah, I was. Oh uh, shit, because yeah, like man, because even like I kind of did. Even though I said some of those later two thousands are like like half good albums, they're still good enough to listen to. It's not like I don't think there's really that many bad like Megadeth albums. Just I think Risk is the only one I really can't listen to. And Super Collider is pretty rough, too. It wouldn't be just... It seems like the songs are dumb. Like, some of the... I don't know. If I'm remembering correctly. Maybe more I just hated it because that's kind of when I was really... Yeah, because, see, everybody was really into them through the 80s and into the 90s. Then there's Risk. Super Collider was my Risk because I was really into them in the 2000s going into that point. And then I'm like, fuck, Super Collider. And then even that Kingmaker... I don't know. Yeah, it starts off good. It It just doesn't have a damn chorus. Yeah. Here's one thing that I actually don't like about Super Collider. You know how the girls have those artwork that's got the little calligraphy live um, um, writing? And it's like, 
life isn't about like getting wet in the storm. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Oh, and Lord. he has a song called Dance in the Rain. And it's basically, he took that, those kind of lyrics and made a song out of it. And I'm like, God, Dave, are you running out of ideas that you're actually talking about learning to dance in the rain? Well, maybe he really just, that's what kind of set him on fire and dystopia ended up being really cool, you know? Yeah. Maybe he sure, realized like, how fucking stupid it was. Shitty super collider to have dystopia. Just like I do think the world needs a hero is pretty cool. You had to have risk to have that fucking cool album. No. I'd want more. Like I almost debated on the world needs a hero on there. Because mm. other than Moto Psycho, I like some of the stuff on there. Right. It's just all the fucking jackhammer riffs, like, like fucking in your face. Fucking in your fucking face, fucker. Yeah. Needed more F-bombs than that. Yeah, Say, even Kill the King. Have you heard that? That's the reason why I'm... Have heard Kill the King? I have Omega heard Day? Kill the King. That yeah. is a fucking jackhammer of a song. That's just like, it just keeps going, and it's like... You know one other song that I almost put on my list was that Dread and the Fugitive Mind? Yeah. I don't know why that just popped in my head, but... Yeah, he's kind of kind of that kind of snarly thing. Yeah, he just hey, has I'm a social disease or something. There's too many cool, too many cool. We could revisit this in a year, and my list might be. I don't know that my album list would change any. I don't think, but but the songs, I mean. Yeah, I might. It depends on the mood I'm in. I think. Yeah, like my top would stay the same, but just those bottom ones would maybe flip flop. No, this was a fun episode, though. I feel like we could probably just sit here and babble, but I don't know how entertaining that would be for anyone listening. But Yeah, because we could keep throwing out songs. I don't know what the next episode is going to be. We'll just wing it. We'll see if there's anything we, we feel like talking about. we need to do the Metallica about. one because it's like Ozzy and we did Black Sabbath. They kind of go hand in hand. I think Metallica and Megadeth kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So I guess you heard it here, folks. We'll uh, be uh, returning with the Metallica episode. Maybe some other shit. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Let's just have fun. Make it fun. Let's just ha- let's just do whatever the fuck we want. People can deal with it. All right. Thanks for listening. We will be back. Greatest